Check, check. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got everything working, Steve. Look so at us. Far, actually going to do a podcast. I, you know, it might happen this time. No promises. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> There it is. Hey, it's official. Please welcome Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. What's up, Ted? Everything's working today. Everything is working. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got a couple of texts and uh, uh, tweets and all that on the text line here at KSW. People are like, what's going on with the Megacast? You guys haven't done an episode in like two weeks. I'm like, well, one week I think was my fault. Yeah, I think you you hurt your back. I hurt my back, and I just needed to get home. I couldn't. I couldn't sit. I couldn't. And then last week we were in this room ready to do the podcast, and then we turn on the computer. Well, we attempt to turn on the computer, and the computer was fried. Right, and then it was like it's going to be another 15 minutes. So we were like, ah, screw it. Yeah, we we you know we did one of our usual like 30 minutes of talking, and we're like, oh crap, we have 30 minutes of a window to do this podcast, and then we're like, we can't, and then. Jason, our production guy, was just like, I could get you in another room. It'll take about 15 minutes or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, then we only got, we're going to do a 15 minute podcast. I'd rather just go home. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. We're here. We're alive. It's People good to see you, us. I, I, It's nice to be missed. I'm a little stuffy still. Uh, so you're battling a cold? Yeah, it's fighting a cold. Uh, that's never fun. You kind of forget because we've been so wrapped up in COVID crap for the last couple of years. Yep. Right? Like I took like two tests and it's like, no, you just have a cold. Yeah. That just happens. Yeah. People get, I know it's like, I, I, dude, I'm, I'm ready to go home and I'm probably going to deal with a sick kid because she went yesterday for Valentine's Day, swing by her best friend, Eastland, and her cousin, that's her cousin. All right. Uh, but she'll let you know every day that that's her best friend. Like, Sure. Sure. You got you to remind them. It's important to establish who, even if I go, oh, you're my best friend. She's like, no, daddy, you're not my best friend. <laughs> my God, thanks. Really appreciate that, kiddo. Uh, Eastland's my best friend. I'm like, okay, can I be like one of your friends? Yes, you can be one of them. You can friends. be one of them, dad. Right? You, I love you, but you're not my best friend. I'm like, fair. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be your best friend. Okay, great. Uh, but apparently she had the sniffles. So I'm like, Sid still went there. And I'm like, you realize Tatum's going to get sick. And she's like, oh, yeah, probably. And then this morning, Sid's like, Tatum has the sniffles. I'm like, that was really fast. Kind of impressive how quickly she got sick from that. It happens all the time. Oh, my gosh. I remember when we first had her, the doctor even said, just understand, your child is going to be sick more than she's not. So don't freak out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, right. It's just, it's just normal. Yeah. But it's, it's hard for parents. You're just like, oh man, what's going on here? Oh man. But we're riding high. We had a great weekend, Ted. Celebrated Super Bowl Sunday by going to see Bluey's big play. So did you know Mike uh, went on Saturday with his nephew? What? Oh yeah. The whole station was at Bluey. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, man. He said, like I, uh, his sister and his uh, brother-in-law were taking the kids. So Mike and his wife went and he was like, you know, it actually wasn't a bad show. It was Awesome, Ted. All right. They know their audience. This thing was less than 40 minutes long. That is great. It was fantastic. The story was actually really fun and cute. It was heartfelt. That's what I love about Bluey. It's my favorite of all the kids shows because it's like the parents are kind of flawed and they admit to it. And all right. they're just trying to figure out things, too. I mean, they're just a couple of dogs trying to raise a little dog family. All right, it's yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. So like, there's a couple. And then, dude, when you look over and you see your kid, especially because you did not like Disney on Ice, she did not like going to a Mariners game. So I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like, she doesn't see. How long was Disney? Disney was over an hour with, right. an, with an intermission. So it's probably could, like I hour pic- 20. I was going to say, I could picture them going for like 90 minutes. But she didn't like it the moment she walked towards the seats. She's like, I don't like this. I'm not. This is too loud, too loud. I want to go home. I want to see Bubby. 
That's usually our code word. Like, I want to go see Bubby means I want to go. I want out. Yeah, I want out. All right. So I'm like, this. I, and Sid and I just were like, there's a good chance we're not going to get to watch this play. But we'll see. Like, let's give it a shot. But she was fired up getting there. We get to the Paramount Theater. And I, I think it's because it was a theater. It's a little less overwhelming. She was in it. Like, just. And then I went and got some, uh, some of, like, the bluey little, like, headband thing that has like, the little ears. All like right, little, like like almost like a, I gotta look up Bluey. Oh, Bluey's great, dude. It's a suit, and we got like this little light up stick that would be very popular at raves. Like you turn it on and it just spins and changes colors like a rainbow. Nice. And so she's fired up before the play even starts. Like you know everything's going great. Song starts. She's having fun. Do, all right, let me ask. Do you yeah. bother getting like good seats, or does it matter? I mean, she's three. We were on the three, right? Or she's yeah, four she's now. three. Okay. I mean, we didn't go out of our way to make sure that we were up close. All right. Truth be told, we got the tickets for free. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all. Just wondering. I'm like, would I spend money? No. Right. Like, no. I don't think. Like, she's three. Like, we don't have to be no. up front and like close. Ted, I reached out to our old friend Susanna, who used to work here, who now works at the Paramount, and said, I don't know if you guys have any like press. Or a meeting. That's a good call. And it's totally cool if you don't. But if you happen to have any, like, you know, like comps, it's like, oh, yeah. She's like, no one's claiming them. <laughs> I was like, I'd love to claim them. Especially nobody's claiming the matinee Bluey show on Super Bowl Sunday. Which, when we originally got these tickets, I didn't even think about the fact that it was Super Bowl Sunday. Thank God we didn't get the three o'clock show because it was an 11 o'clock show and a three o'clock show. We got the 11 o'clock show. Yeah, because Mike, his family went on Saturday at 6 p.m. I'd imagine that's prime time. Dude, this place was packed. No It kidding. was packed. It was hard to find parking. I'm like, the Bluey fans came out. Kids showed just, out. Oh, they showed out big, man. They're, they're, Bluey's huge in Seattle, man. What time did you get there? Oh, uh, we got there like around 1020. Took us like 15 minutes to find parking. Found parking. We get in there about like a, a 10.45. So wait, Sunday was a great day. Like I said, I was fighting the cold. Oh. So I, I did not do much Saturday night, but I was up and at it Sunday morning, walking around town. I was yeah. like, what a nice day. Beautiful Super Bowl, day. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, dude, it wasn't raining. It was a little chilly, but that's fine. She had that pep in her stack. Yeah. Play starts. Man, Ted, like, and we had aisle seats, That was which was awesome. Clutch. So she wanted to stand and dance. And I'm looking over at, you know, dude, I mean, I'm still like, you know, three years in, I'm just, everything's still aw- like every little thing brings tears to my eyes, you know, and yeah. here I am just struggling, holding back tears because I'm like watching my daughter having the time of her life. This is the most fun she's had at a live event, All just right. dancing and laughing. And these kids, they don't even know what's funny or what's not funny. The entire show, kids are just randomly laughing at things. And I'm like, what is so funny? Like, they're just, you know, and not, and then they're not laughing at the same time. They all pick different moments in this play that they're finding. And the, the pup, it was like a puppet slash marionette setup. All so right. these characters are like pretty big. They're like maybe four feet tall. All right. And so there's like one main person kind of moving them around. But every once in a while, when like the movement was a little more intricate, someone else comes flying out of nowhere and then like hooks their arms into the legs and start moving the legs too. It was pretty amazing to watch. The MVPs are the people who work, and they do such a good job. Like At first, you're noticing them. As the play goes on, you forget that there's even a person attached to them. Yeah. And I'm laughing. Too. It was, dude, it was awesome. We leave. I, once again, inadvertently cut a line like, we did, like I did when we went to Pearl Jam. All right. Remember that time I, I just walked yeah. up to the stand? I didn't realize there was a line on the other end. Right. This time again, walked up. I, before we went into the show, the line was going up the stairs by the bar where the merchandise was. All right. Afterwards, they set up the line so that the line kind of went around towards the front door. Well, I just went the same way as the last time. I'm like, babe, no line. Let's go get the stuffed animal that, that Tatum wants. We get in there. We're buying. Sid's like, I think we might have cut the line. I'm like, no, we didn't. 
She's like, I'm pretty sure we cut the line. I look over and I'm like, we're about to buy. I'm like, huh, well, it's too late now. And she's like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? We already cut the line. We're already about to bring it up. Let's just do it. <laughs> so I was like, ah, my bad. What are you going to do? I told you we did it at the, at the, uh, at the uh, beer hall, the famous one. Uh, oh, GB, what is it? The I always want to call it the Munchen House. That's the one at Leavenworth. Rhine House? What's that? Rhine House? No, no, no. This was in Munich. Oh. Uh, God, what is the name of that They don't beer? have Rhine House in Munich? But same thing. When we got in there, it seemed kind of odd. And then we, when we left, like they like cut off the line. I, we were like the last people. And then when we left, I realized like this line was like four people deep, like around the block. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, because we just walked up and made a right into the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we cut that line bad. Uh, I, I always feel awful. But when, what are you going to do at that point? Are you going to get out and then go back in line? I mean, right. You're already there. No one said anything to us. I don't know if anyone said anything to you guys. Uh, no, there were some people. Maybe they said people, it in German and you didn't understand what they were saying. There were some people that weren't too happy with us. They're like, do Haas, Ted. <laughs> right? God. Do Haas, Ted. I can't think of this uh, house now. It's going to drive you crazy, isn't it? I'm, look, that's I'm trying to talk and look it up. I'm like, what is the name of that? I mean, it's, it's like the most famous one in the world. That is so funny, dude. Oh, uh, but yeah, either way, we did the same thing. I was just, like, when we left, I was like, oh my God, we are those a-holes. But, yeah. I, I'm with you. It's not a good time. Who cares? Yeah. What are you going to do? Right? Dude. And honestly, like at that moment, it was probably for the best that I like that moment when Sid's like, oh, I think we cut the line because I was about to cut into a conversation because uh, the person that was working selling the merchandise for Bluey was just so how would you hint the Hofbrau house? The that's, Hofbrau where, house. that's where we cut the line. Yeah. Like literally the most famous beer hall in the world. <laughs> So there was this woman, she goes up and, and I like they had these light up toys, right? Like I was talking about and they spin, but they're like these kind of like rubbery, like it's like, like they're like kind of like loose rubbery light up things so that right. it spins, they move a little bit. Oh, I know exactly what those are. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it. Almost like, like, like rubbery straws. All right. Sense, and they have different colors. So she goes to the guy and goes, Hey, can I get, can I switch these out for a different one? And he's like, why? And I'm, first of all, I'm like, just switch it out. Like, be Nordstrom at this point, man. Like, unless you've been specifically told. But, like, she's like, every time it goes, after a while, it starts bending in, and then it gets caught up on the stick, and then it won't spin. All right. And he gives her this look like it's just she's an idiot. He's like, well, you just bend it back. And again, he takes it from her and bends it. He goes, see? And does, like, the hand thing. Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like doing everything I can because I don't want to get involved in other people's drama. I'm like, she can handle herself. She's a big girl. But, you know, and I'm also like, she just kind of has this moment of like being dumbfounded, like, yeah, I've tried that. What do you think? I didn't try that. He goes, well, look, it's still not going back. She's like, yeah, give it a little while and it's eventually going to work its way back and it's going to stop. I've tried it like the entire play. All right. He's like, well, look, it's not, it's not doing it yet. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's not doing it. And I'm like, buddy, clearly she's not trying to pull a scam on you. Like, why would she, why does she want to deal with this crap? Just give her a new one. So what happened? Oh, then I bought my stuff and I left. <laughs> I don't know. I have no oh. idea. I was, like, I was like, I'm not getting involved. I want to buy my thing. We cut a line. Ted, I can't. can't. <laughs> I don't need to. Bring it. I was like, well, what? How did this end, Steve? Ted, I don't know. But all I know is I didn't want to piss off more people. We cut a line already. Last thing I want to do is now hold up the line and get in an argument with a guy about a stupid light up toy because it was two different people. So the other person called us over to buy our stuff. I'm like, well, that's her problem. But I was like, come on, man. You're really going to argue with this woman about a stupid light up toy? What is that? Like, and he was like, I'm holding, I'm, I'm standing put on this one. 
He's like, this is his line in the sand. I'm, he probably is just like, I can't believe I'm working the show at 11 a.m. Yeah, he's like, I, he's like, I, I had to cancel my Super Bowl party. Right. <laughs> he's I like, dude, I got a cool job working at one of the most famous theaters in yeah. town, and I'm selling merch for Bluey. And I'm doing it again at three, and my favorite team is the Philadelphia Eagles, because clearly I'm a man of brotherly love. <laughs> right. I mean, look, if I had to pick, I'd say definitely an Eagles fan. A hundred percent. He probably threw a battery at her as she's leaving. <laughs> Talks, starring Steve, this one's kind of inspired by the fake spring we had last week. always <laughs> <laughs> happens. It's definitely gotten colder. It hit like 60 degrees. I know. Dude, last week somebody said to me, they were like, I think we're through it. And I went, hey, easy, easy. It is. We haven't even gotten midway through, or like halfway through February. Uh, but then, yeah, right? Like the holidays are over. Football's over. Uh, some people get a little, yesterday could be a little tough for some people. So I'm like, mm-hmm. just keep pushing, man. Yep. It's the winter months. And like, look, for us in Seattle, like today, it's cold, beautiful, sunny day. Like, yeah, we we still got spring rainstorms and this and that. Like, just just hear my voice right now on February 15th. Like, just keep pushing. Yes. It's just the, I, I have plenty of friends that, you know, uh, struggle through the winters in Seattle because oh. it's just so gray. I'm like, just just keep going. That's why I'm like, I'll take sunny and cold any day of the week. 100%. Like this weather? It. Yeah. I'm with you. I'll take it. Like, I'll bundle right. up. It's it's still nice out. The sun's hitting you. That's what I'm saying. It's not like Sunday was warm. It just was so sunny. Crisp. Right. And it's rare that I wake up all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on a, on a yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, w- I took a walk around my neighborhood. I popped into the grocery store, like, to get, like, two things. I didn't even need them. I was just like, ah, I'm out walking around. Sun's out. Man, I was so excited. <laughs> look outside. Time to frolic. The weather's beautiful. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I'm just reminding people, like, like trust me, my, like, I don't know if it's going to be March or April. We always get one of those months where it's just going to, it's just going to piss rain. Yeah. We're going to be all sad. I know. Like, just, just, just keep pushing. Oh, dude, Sid was laughing at me because the other day, it was like two days ago, we wake up, we fall asleep on the couch. I think it was Sunday night. I think it might have been. Go to take Lulu out to the bathroom in the back. I open, I turn on the the lights on outside and I'm like, it's snowing. That was Sunday night. Yeah. Was, was that like, Sunday night or no, Monday night? Okay, Monday night. Then. Yeah. yeah. And it was like full, like, inch of snow a little less but about an inch of snow on the ground and i remember i bring her back in lulu and i'm just like i can't believe this it's snowing like i thought we were done with this and since it's like we're not even through february yet i'm like you're right like how is this some how is this winter still going how how are we not done with winter yet i know (laughs) and last week was awesome it was great yeah but i was just like all right yeah yeah. people got people just keep pushing through man yeah you're right yeah right i I needed to hear that because i mean i was bummed i was like you gotta be kidding me i'm done with the snow but no monday was a weird weather day i didn't get any snow in the city but definitely got like a ton of hail and like some thunderstorms but like yeah and i i you know, I mean, I like like I like watching snow fall, and I knew it wasn't gonna like stick, so I kept I kept checking out my window at like midnight. I was like, well, I never saw a flake. Oh, you would have loved it in Puyallup. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> it was freaking awesome. I was like, look outside, it's just dumping down. Lulu, of course, even though she can't see, she feels it. So then she just shoves her head in the snow, and I'm like, God, Lulu, we're going to bed. I now I gotta now I gotta dry you. Oh, it's crazy. It snows weird too. Like as a kid, loved it. Yep. As an adult. Never really minded it, but then you start working jobs where you still gotta go to work, and like, it's not as much fun. Now, look, if you want to snow on a Friday night, what was that last year yes. or two years ago? Right, it snowed on like a Friday night. Hundred percent was like snowy all weekend, and then 
I think it was this weekend coming up, like President's yep. or uh, MLK Day week, or President's Day weekend, where it was like, and then like Monday was sunny and it all melted. I was like, that's ideal. Dude, that's what I was joking with Sid. I'm like, she's like, oh, I want it to snow. I'm like, I'm okay if it snows on the weekend or when we're on vacation. Otherwise, I don't want to deal with snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pain in my ass. If I'm not going anywhere that requires getting on a freeway at four in the morning, snow all you want. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I'll still take snow over ice, though. That ice right before Christmas oh. was just awful. You couldn't do anything. It was, dude, even like on uh, Tuesday morning after that, because, you know, I get on the road before they really get the, the, the salt down. And we have yeah. this massive. You're on the road in the middle of the night. Yeah. And w- where we live now, we have to go down. Um, I go down a really steep hill to get to uh, Shaw Road. Right. And I was going down and I, I wasn't really like thinking about it. And all of a sudden I tapped on the brakes and I just started drifting. And I'm like, Dude, this is going to suck because if there's cars coming, I'm hitting them. And luckily, I, I caught the road again. I was fine. But I was just like, this is not – because usually on the snow days, I go around the long way to avoid that massive hill. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. I was just like willy-nilly. Just go. I'm, I'm Look good. at you. Yeah. Not realizing. I almost died, Ted. Are you a coffee guy? Yes, I love coffee. All right. I was going to say, like, I, do, you, do you have one in the cup in the car with you, or do you I wait till you get it? I do. No. I'm oh. sure you, you just popped in that car, take a sip of your coffee, didn't even think about the snow. No. Just head on down the big old hill, Steve. I might have died with a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee in my hand. You know, Mike and I are drinking Dunkin' at work now. I saw that. It's so much better. Dunkin' Donuts is the best of, like, the Keurig cup ones, too. Yeah, and I just drink it black. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'll throw a little almond milk in there, you know. Oh, yeah, mix it up. Maybe even squirt some uh, uh, sugar-free vanilla. All right. Oh, wow. Well, now you're just making lattes. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) A couple pumps. Yeah, pump it up a little bit. Sweeten it up. (laughs) Pump it up. But, yeah, dude, black uh, Dunkin' Donuts is, I think, the best coffee. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to beat. Yeah, and uh, so is that an instant coffee you guys are rocking in there? Uh... Or is it like a, it's not a Keurig. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Do you just like scoop it, put it in hot water and mix it? Yeah. You don't have no idea why you're making this coffee? Is, this, well, is Mike making the coffee? I just thought it, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, it's kind of weird now as I'm looking at you as we're talking about it. Does anybody on your show listen to this podcast? Use the coffee pot. Yeah, we're just using your guys' coffee oh, go pot. Go ahead. Okay. I was like, oh, is this going to be awkward? We keep waiting for, like, I don't know how to explain it, but Mike and I Ted, are like, what the f***, man? I know you don't care, but I'm like, man, somehow this is going to be a big issue. You wait until BJ and Joe and Vicky find out about this. Danny doesn't give a crap. He uses energy drinks. But when those three find out, you're using our coffee machine to make your own coffee. Heads are going to roll. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm kind of like, oh, no, Steve, it's not instant coffee. We're just, like, we're just using your coffee pot. You're making my brain. I'm like, Ted, it's not a hard question. Are you scooping it into a coffee pot or are you just dumping some coffee into a cup and mixing it with hot water? I'd like to know. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Like, uh, 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 I don't know. Mike makes it. I just drink it. Like, I didn't go over and take the pot out and fill up my cup this morning when I got here. <laughs> Jesus. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the. 
Ted Smith's <laughs> Why World of Coffee Thief. Coffee. Well, we coffee buy the coffee. Wine. Smith Family Popcorn. Just borrow your pot. Great popcorn. <laughs> that would give a crap. I make my own coffee at home. I don't even use that damn thing. <laughs> I know. Well, I was just like, oh, man, I don't know how. Somehow this is going to be bad for us. I can't wait till we're done with this. I'm going to be like, to go up to Mike and be like, you mother effer. You can't be using that coffee what? pot, Brev. Who the hell told you that, do you think you're God? I'm looking at your name. It spells M-I-K-E, not G-O-D. I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, quick, uh, before... At the end of this podcast, I did an interview with uh, former, uh, formerly known as John Morrison from the WWE, uh, John Hennigan, Johnny right. Mundo, Johnny Impact. He's now part of um, Johnny Fusion. He's part of MLW, the Major League Wrestling. He, they're now on Tuesday nights on Reels, and I had a chance to chat with him. So at the end of this podcast, if you're a fan of wrestling and you're a fan of uh, John Morrison, John Hennigan, uh, you'll get to hear my chat with him. He's an awesome, awesome dude. Uh, Ted, you'll love him because like you. He's now deciding to jump into the world of professional boxing, and he's having one of those celebrity boxing matches. Oh, nice. Against the dude from Epic Mealtime. Oh, I know exactly who that wrestler is. Yeah, he's Yeah, because yeah. I watch the Epic Mealtime guys. Is it Harley? or Yeah, Harley. He's a big guy, I guess, six-something. Yeah. yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, so it's a fun chat about getting mentally ready to get in a ring and fight somebody and how fired up he is for it. Uh, what's it say? All right, so Super Bowl was over over the weekend. Great game. Yes. I mean, look, if like for most people, right? Seahawks weren't in it. You're a casual fan watching. That's what you want. Who were you rooting for? The Chiefs. Yeah, I, I went back and forth, and then I realized one of my favorite Seahawks. Granted, only on the team for a couple of seasons, but I love Carlos Dunlop. All right, and he's on the Chiefs, so I was happy to see him win. My issue is just growing up a Commanders fan in Washington D.C. Like. You just learn to hate Eagles fans. Yeah. I just don't want them to have nice things. And, and like, look, I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think their new defensive coordinator is a DeMatha guy. Like, there's a oh, lot. Wow. One of their best players ever, Brian Westbrook, is a DeMatha guy. Like, there's players on that team I like. I like their coach. I just can't stand their fans. No. So the worst I was just, fan base in the world. Yeah. And like, I get it. Now it's become such a thing. They like embrace it and make it even crazier. But I'm just like, yeah, I just, I don't want to, ch- like, that that stuff just can't go away. I'd be like, right. I'm not cheering for the Eagles. You, I'd be hard pressed to cheer for Duke basketball. Like they're just, you know what I mean. Like I still enjoy watching the Cowboys lose. I never really had a thing for the, against the Giants a ton. Right, 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 right. You know, but like, yeah. I mean, you grew up a Giants fan. Like, yeah. yeah like, screw the Eagles fans. No, hell no. Don't want to see them have good things. Yeah. The only thing good out of Philadelphia is gritty and Rocky Balboa. Correct. Gritty yeah. is gritty is a legend. Yes. All right. And they already have the Pearl Jam's doing a freaking gritty shirt. Are they really? You know that that Pearl Jam 10 stick man guy? Yeah. Well, when they play in Philadelphia, they're doing like a, a Pearl Jam, or the, the Flyers are doing like a Pearl Jam night, and you can buy a shirt, and it's gritty doing that pose. And I'm like, damn it, Bowie needs to do that. <laughs> Bowie, I'll tell you what, Bowie's out there. I love follow. He's a good follow on Twitter. Putting in the work, man. He is. Absolutely. Uh, what else? College Hoops obviously taking uh, center stage now, <laughs> which is good to see. I mean, less than a month, you'll have uh, tournaments, you know, March Madness starting and everything. Right, right. And then also, like, Sounders will be kicking off uh, soon. Soccer, if you for the rest of the world's in full swing with the uh, with with regular season and stuff. So, like, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm watching that. But uh-huh. so you say, yeah, this is kind of the low period, and then we'll start getting into the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, kind yeah. of ramping back up. What did you think about the uh, new Sounders jersey, the new kit? It looks super cool. I think it's a great homage to. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee and Enter the Dragon. Yeah. I just don't like to see the Sounders in red. 
Oh, I can see. I, I kind of was hoping they were going to be black with red accents. Correct. And yeah. like, look, I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm a Maryland fan. I own a lot of red sports gear, so I'm not against, but just like Portland wears red. I just hate seeing the Sounders in red. Uh, this is going to make you jealous, but already wearing it is Danny V. <laughs> he already went and bought one. That does not shock me. It's pretty awesome. It, it Trust me, it looks dope. Yeah, I, I'm it just, looks really cool. I'm just not the biggest fan of our team in red. No, I can understand that. I wonder what color the goalie will wear for these. Do, do they get like their own kind of Bruce Lee inspired? No, generally the oh, that's lame. Generally with the MLS because it's all uh, sound or uh, Adidas stuff. Uh huh. So usually the the keepers all have like the same. They just stick with what they got. Yeah, you either have a black kit. It used to always be like black, yellow, like a blue or something, and then like there used to be an orange one. Orange, yeah, yeah. So I think I don't know if they switch them up every year or whatever, but mm. I don't think they get specific uh, kits. They just like every keeper kind of has the same ones. Hey, to go back to the Super Bowl, did you see the audio of Melvin Gordon, the guy that used to play with the Broncos, fumbled five times, they got rid of him. He oh, got, yeah. He got picked up by the Chiefs, and then he, after the game, he's he's played zero snaps for the Chiefs. He was zero snaps. For, yeah. yeah. And some reporter interviewed him after the game and was like, asked him this question. What's the difference between walking into a team like the Chiefs that are at the Super Bowl, what is that difference compared to other teams that you've been on that edge to get to a Super Bowl that you've seen? Difference? Yeah. Oh, the difference is I didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got carried. <laughs> I got carried, baby. I love that guy. I mean, that's just honesty. And then some fans are like trolling him. They're like, oh, you did nothing. And he, took, he replied with a picture of him holding the Lombardi trophy smoking, smoking a, a cigar. cigar. Yeah, I respect it. Like, look, I'm still, I was still in practice. He's like, I didn't get a snap. But like, yeah. He's like, I purposely fumbled all those times. I didn't want to stay in Denver. I mean, that's a huge come up from coming from Denver. Dude, I think Denver's going to be good next year. I kind of hope so. I just, I don't see, I don't think Russell Wilson fell off that bad. I think Sean, Sean Payton, Payton, yeah. Sean Payton can do it. Remember, Drew Brees hurt his shoulder in San Diego. People mm-hmm. thought he wasn't going to pan out. Drew Brees made him, or uh, Sean Payton made Drew Brees into one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. Like, unfortunately for Seattle fans, now that we got our draft picks, like, yeah, I think he turns Russell around on that team. That was my whole thing. I'm like, I'm the bitter ex-girlfriend for one season. I want to see him fail and fail miserably for the next season just to get that great draft pick. After yeah. that, I really don't have, I mean, yeah, I goof on him for being corny, but I want. I don't want to see this. I mean, he did a lot of great stuff for Seattle. I'd like to see him have a good run and do great things with Denver. Here's my only question. Why wasn't he out there for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award? Because he's an evil, awful human being. I, that one kind of struck me as odd. I don't know. It seemed like everybody that ever won one was out there. Do you think it's because of all the drama that's been going on with his charity? I, look, I I didn't see anybody make a big deal. When I was watching it, to me, it was kind of, it didn't look awesome. Like, dude, you still should show up. You still yeah. won that award. Right. You know what I mean? And like, look, charities are a tough thing sometimes. Like, how much is given, this and that. I mean, it doesn't look awesome if... Everybody on the staff's making that much money, but fair, yeah. But I'm like, ah, I would still would have shown up. But he's not the only player that, and that was the only funny thing I thought. And I think it's because he comes off trying to be Mr. Goody Two Shoes. Because I mean, there's other players that they discovered that weren't given that much to the charities as well. I'm not saying that's Correct. right or wrong, but nobody's losing their minds about those guys. But with Russell Wilson, it's like, oh, here's another opportunity for us to bring this guy down a peg or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to see him do that. And, and dude, if they do well with Sean Payton, that, I mean, that's like, that, what a feather in the cap for Sean Payton to be able to pull that off. Yeah. And like, I wasn't here when the Seahawks were in that 
in the AFC. Me neither. So I don't really have strong feelings towards the Broncos either way. Right. I'm not like a Bronco Buster guy. Like, yeah. like there are certain fans that just hate the Broncos because of that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know. They never really. And then also the two NFL teams I've, I've known my whole life that I cheered for, the Commanders beat them in a Super Bowl. And then the Seahawks, Seahawks. actually yeah. kicked the crap out of it in the Super Bowl. So Most like, lopsided win in, in Super Bowl history, I I'm believe. Like, ah, the Broncos are cool with me. <laughs> No problem. I got no beef. I just wanted a good draft pick. After that, you guys cannot go crazy. Have all the fun you want. <laughs> Make that division what it should be. Because last year it sucked. And it should be the best division in football. Right? With, with Russell yeah. Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Justin Herbert, and then I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I don't think they do either. What do you think? It's Aaron Rodgers? Man, I don't know. That, what, what are hallucinogenics like over in Nevada? Maybe he'll go there for that. I don't, man, that's Aaron Rodgers is so strange. Like, and I'm fine with doing a darkness retreat, all that stuff. I I don't know why you got to go and like talk about it all the time. You know why? He's just, just go do it. I I I compare Aaron Rodgers to many of us. In my, for me, it was a college college version of me when I first discovered hallucinogenics. Yeah, and you wanted to let everybody know everybody. how awesome psychedelics are and how everyone needs to try them and how you're just so. You're just so worldly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's something that happens to everybody who whenever, and I'm not saying do it, but if you've ever done it, I think you probably nod your head in agreement. The first few times you start doing hallucinogenics, you think you're like a shaman. Like, you just think like you're something special. I mean, look, I think it's sometimes the same way with weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I know some people that don't smoke a ton when they do. They always got, it's like, dude, you don't have to tell everybody. Right. Like, and also, nobody cares. No one's impressed. <laughs> right. And I feel like that's exactly what's going on. He, he, Recently discovered the world of psychedelics. Yeah. And he wants everybody to know how much more um, spiritual, how much more like in touch he is with the universe. And it's like, dude, we get it. You did DMT. Cool. And, yeah. And like Derek Carr, <laughs> I respect what he did. Right. Wrote a, wrote a nice letter. <laughs> well, and also, right, like he could have waived his no uh, trade clause, yeah. but then the Raiders would have got draft picks and it would have been harder for him to kind of pick where he wants to go. Right, right. That's why he's like, all right, I'll just wait you guys out. Like, you're not going to keep me. You'll have to release me. Yeah. Which for him, it's like, yeah, that works out much better. Now he, gotta, he can kind of pick where he wants to go. Hey, you guys are doing me dirty. I'm doing you dirty back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't blame him. No, it's bit, right? Like, yeah. Because who was going to give up a bunch of picks for him? I don't know, but that would have been a much smaller market. Where do you Whereas think now, end up? I don't. You know what? Honestly, I don't think anything is going to happen until next week and Aaron Rodgers gets back. Because teams that want to pursue Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's a, that's a, like, what a weird kind. Have we gotten back? Have we heard from Aaron Rodgers? And no, boss. Uh, sorry, he's in the middle of a darkness retreat. Yeah, he's still out there. Yeah, we we don't have any way of getting a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's crazy. What a weird guy. He just makes so much drama and this and that. Like, yeah, dude, like, I don't know. Like, I like if we're talking about it now and I hate talking about him. Is he retiring? Is he not? Like, I, I don't know. Every right. year with this. Every right. year. No, you're right. You're right. And so we'll see what happens with all that. And then, so what about the I know we got to run, but uh, with Lamar Jackson. Now they're saying rumors of him going elsewhere. Do you think that? I mean, I saw some people thinking like, oh, maybe Seattle's going to put a uh, put a push for him. Or it was Atlanta. I, I I still think somewhere along the line that deal with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore gets done. Yeah, and like he had input on who they were going to hire as a new offensive coordinator. Like that deal will get done. I yeah. think they're both like I think he's annoyed with the organization. I think the organization's a little annoyed with him. But that's one of those ones where I'm like, money will fix it. Yeah, like they're going to come to an agreement. Like that one will get done. And what about Gino? You think he's going to end up here? I do, and yeah. I don't see why not. 
Yeah, I, for the Seahawks, like get a get an edge rusher, get a big boy defensive lineman. Like, do not spend a first or second round pick on a quarterback. There's a ton of quarterbacks in this draft. Let's rock with Geno for a couple more years. There's no there's, I, yeah, we yeah, could I mean, draft somebody in the third round, like we did Russell. Quarterbacks like, seem to be like almost like now drafting goalies in the NHL. Like, there's no guarantee they're going to be star players if you pick them high. Right, and some yeah. of the guys, right, like. I mean, I, I what was was Mahomes a first round pick? I don't even remember. I, I, if he was, he was a late first round pick. He wasn't yeah. early because I know the Seahawks were trying. They were hoping that he would get to them so they could pick him back in those days. Right. So I'm just like, I think there's other guys in this draft. Like, yeah, I would, I would wait for that. All right, your general manager of the Seahawks. How much are you willing to go? What, what's your cap for someone like Geno Smith? I mean, from what I could tell, Geno looks like market is he gets thirty mil a year. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, but yeah, it is. What a jump. What a pay bump. Good for him. I mean, he had that good of a year. Oh, dude, for real. Pro, yeah. pro bowler, uh, top the team in stats that even Russ didn't accomplish. Yeah, like this year will be interesting for the Seahawks, right? Because last year it was all kind of gravy and fun. They weren't supposed to be good. This this fall will be a little bit different because yeah. now we're, people are going to be like, oh, we should be winning these games. Now we know what he's And they still of. lost some bad games last year. Dude, there was a bad little, like, well, there was a bad second half. <laughs> there was. <laughs> there was six and three. At one point. Yeah. And then everything just kind of went to the poop. Well, some people are still blaming me for going to Germany. I I have. I think mainly you and Cobb. If it hadn't been the fact that the, the Kraken won a couple of games that you were at, I might want to stop talking sports with you. <laughs> Kraken better turn it around tomorrow. Back that home. That was a tough one last night. The stupid Flyers. Do you still get a point for yeah. going overtime? All right. Yeah. yeah. It's funny as I was watching the third period, then overtime started and I started doing the podcast. Yeah. And then when I looked back over, I was like, yep, yep, that also won. It's like at some point, can you guys put somebody else out there for the shootout? Because clearly the guys you're putting out there are not scoring goals. <laughs> Everly's not doing it. Donato's, I, I, I think that you could still feel okay with him. He's got some good hands, but. It's open ears out there. Have you seen the new NHL commercials for the the, the ones for the that playoffs? Go, not that I, I I've seen the recent commercials where they compare players' skill level to the old video games, which was awesome. Oh, um, now they're just running commercials that are like the best playoffs. <laughs> and I'm wrong. They're not wrong. Hockey no. playoffs are amazing, and like like in NFL, there's definitely a you know like it's more intense. I don't know how to explain. The hockey playoffs are just a whole nother level. And I like the NHL. just like, let's just like, look, it's February. You just got done football. Like, come on. Get you want to you wanna watch our playoffs. We've yep. got a couple more months to mess around, but yeah. like, get fired up now. I have so many people I've known over the years that have become hockey fans because of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. What was it last year? The Battle of Alberta. Yeah. That was awesome. Man, these guys are ready to die for their team. Yeah. It's insane. It's on a whole other level. All right. I know you got to run. Yeah, man. Um, anything going on this weekend? No. Nice. <laughs> what about you? Where are you wrestling, Steve? Nowhere. Oh, no kidding. No, gotta re- I gotta, you know, I gotta I gotta take a moment to reflect. I recently lost the SOS title, Ted. Oh Not yeah. Happy about that. All right. I, I I won my match. I beat Daniel Makabe at uh Edison Square in Tacoma. It was a great match. It was my favorite match I've ever had. All right. Legit. Like my best I, I, I had so much fun in there. It's like I've always wanted to work and it was everything I hoped for and more. And then my biggest fan who apparently didn't like the way I'd been treating him over the years, uh, didn't think I was being respectful. I mean, I, I tra- treated him like a fan. Yeah. I don't know what the hell, what more he wants He's from a fan. Me. Well, he recently won the Golden Wilson, which is like the money in the bank thing, where like you can now cash it in for a title shot whenever you want. 
All right. And so I was like, all right, you want to wrestle me? I got a bad arm. I'm ready to go, though. I'll, I'll beat this fan's ass. He's like, I'm not. I'm not. He's like, you know, you think everyone wants to have sex with you when they say F Steve Miggs. He's like, no, they want somebody to F you. F you over. And what does he do? He brings out Malcolm Flex and hands over the Golden Wilson and lets Malcolm Flex, one of the best wrestlers in the Pacific Northwest, go up against me with a bad arm. And I just wrestled 20 minutes. So. Bell rings. Bell rings. I try and take him down. He ducks. He gets on the ropes, hits his flying shoulder tackle. One, two, three. I lose the title. The place goes wild. Oh, well, I'm glad those losers enjoyed it. Yeah, not for long. I'll be back. Probably next month. Right. I don't know who I'm wrestling. Probably not Malcolm Flex, but I'll be back. Losers. So I need a weekend to reflect. Yeah, good call. Rest. Spend it with the fam. Yeah, chat with Tatum. See yeah. what's going on. What I'm doing wrong as a professional wrestler. Yeah, I like the idea she has X's and O's written down for you. She does, but we'll play with her dinosaurs and we'll have them eat her other friends because that's what <laughs> she likes to do right now. We set up the dinosaurs and then they go and eat the Barbies. That makes sense. It's very weird. I like it. I'm like, we don't have to have them eat them. Yes, daddy. They're dinosaurs. They eat them. I'm like, okay. She's and not then, wrong, dude. And then when we eat them, she's like, oh, no. No, Barbie's being eaten by the dinosaurs. I'm like, well, we don't have to do this. Yes, we do. I'm like, you're really messing with my emotions, kid. Steve, it's the circle of life. Truly is. All right. Uh, Take a quick break. When we come back, Ted's gone. I'm gone. And it's me and John Hennigan, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, Johnny Defiance, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Boxing. Johnny Boxing. (laughs) On the Megacast. (laughs) All right, uh, this is a guy I've known for many years thanks to Defy Wrestling, and also you've seen him on WWE, you've seen him on AEW, uh, on Impact. He's gone by many names, from John Morrison to Johnny Mundo to Johnny Impact to Johnny Defiance, and now he's going by his actual name, John Hennigan, part of MLW, a really cool alternative to the world of WWE and just a great wrestling promotion uh, that I highly recommend. I've always enjoyed seeing their stuff, and they've got a new program called MLW Underground, and it's happening on primetime Tuesday nights, 7 p.m here on the west coast and you can see it on reels so let's jump right into it my chat with john hennigan john how you doing great thanks for having me oh always great john we uh we just recently celebrated year six for uh, defy wrestling and obviously you've been such a great part of that and i just wanted to say uh i can't wait one day hopefully we get to have you back in the ring here in seattle washington defy is uh one of my favorite promotions such a, a good show so well run so live so hype um, same. I'm, I'm definitely going to be back at some point. I know, man. We got we got to bring back Johnny Defiance. I mean, obviously, John Hennigan. We're talking with uh, MLW, the weekly show, MLW Underground Wrestling is happening now on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Which I mean, dude, you, you, you've gone from WWE. You've done stuff AW. You've done stuff with uh, Lucha Underground. You've been a part of every great promotion. MLW also one of them. I love what they've been doing with MLW because it, it creates something different and unique with everybody that's a part of it. Uh, what's your vibe with MLW and how how you been feeling being a part of it? So, first off, I think they've got the best wrestler in the world. Um, my also my favorite wrestler in the world, Ty Valkyrie, which is yes. a, a big part of why I decided to come back. You don't know she's the first lady of Slam Town. My wife. Um, <laughs> aside from that, the, the roster is is very very deep. It's You've been to Defy. You're probably familiar with a lot of people like Willie Mack, Leo Rush, Juicy, Fat Sue, Davey Richards, Harry Smith, Enzo, Microman, uh, Billy Starks. There's just so many people on the MLW roster that I have a history with and also that I'm a fan of. Guys like, mm-hmm. like Leo Rush, that, I've, for example, 
seen and always loved watching, but never had the chance to work against. And um, that I think is what is attracting me to the roster. That's why I think it's so hype, so live. Every 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 show that I have seen on TV and been there to be a part of. And what do you think is like the the key? Because what I love is even just like the promotional pieces and just how it's it, it feels very cinematic. And I know you've been a part of something that was also very cinematic with Lucha Underground, which still to this day I think people will look back on and very fondly and just how how unique and different these are. These are promotions that are creating an alternative, in a sense, to what the WWE would be doing. And what do you think is a massive part of like what like what is important? for a promotion that's trying to like you know stand out in a sea of like the WWE's to make them different and unique. What do you think is the most important part of that? I think there's two things. One at its heart, professional wrestling is entertainment. Mm-hmm. We're storytellers. Basically, we all practice the art of trying to make people feel a certain way, and that's different. Sometimes you want people to feel hype, you want scared, nervous, excited, like getting up and screaming, cheering that's storytelling. That's what storytelling is. So understanding that is number one. Number two, realizing that stories can be way more nuanced than people think. Wrestling fans are a lot smarter than some promotions give them credit for. And with the type of storytelling and show that MLW Underground has become with people like Cesar Duran, a.k.a. Um, he was Dario Cueto at the yes. underground. Uh, Sam Adonis, me, Taya, him have this faction. The ability that Cesar has to make people feel a certain way, to tell stories, the amount that he's invested in who he is on camera all the time um, is inspiring to me. He's fun to work with. He understands storytelling as does the rest of the roster. And I, I think coming at it with the idea that there are certain aspects of what we do that have to be adhered to, but once you're in that framework, the type of stories and how they're told can be vastly different and expanded upon. And MLW is doing that with MLW Underground. And I, I think that's what the, the key is, is understanding the rules and breaking them sometimes, yeah. but knowing when you're breaking them. And MLW Underground again, uh, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, here on the West Coast. Uh, you can watch that on Reels, which is awesome, so that uh, anyone wants to check out MLW and, and see John a part of it. John, I, I got to ask you, uh, it's a silly question, but I mean, obviously John Morrison, John, Johnny Fusion, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, Johnny Elite. What's your favorite of, of the last names that you've had a, 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 across all these years? Johnny Paycheck. Johnny. <laughs> no, just, just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, this is the first time I've wrestled as John Hennigan since Tough Enough. And, oh. um, it's, it's pretty cool, actually, to like wrestle as like uh, my, my shoot name, brother, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to pick a favorite last name because my favorite last name is usually the last name that I'm using at the, any given time. Right. Just like, you know, what's your favorite match? For me, it's usually my next match because it's the one I'm thinking about currently and looking forward to. So, so right now it's it's John Hennigan. Um, that's what I'm wrestling as for MLW. It's what I'm uh, going to use for my upcoming boxing match in April against the dude from Epic Deal Time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should check that out. It's a bizarre <laughs> turn of events. Um, but both of those I'm going as John Hennigan for. 
I, you mentioned I, I was about to ask you about that because I was like, you're going from John Hennigan to Johnny Boxing. I mean, d- 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 so you're taking on Harley from Epic Meal Time. He's a big dude, and this is happening on April 15th. And this is this is your. I mean, I know you've been training to box, but th- this is your first professional boxing match, right? Yeah, and I've been training hard for like two months. <laughs> um, what has that been it, like it, for you? First professional boxing match. Uh, it's for a good cause. Uh, proceeds from the event go to charity to benefit Alzheimer's, among other causes. Wow. Um, honestly, it's it's been great because boxing is boxing is like physical chess, and it's really it's called the sweet science not to be cliche but because it's like a thinking man's war Mm -hmm. and there's your physical iq your fight iq your your weapons that you have in the boxing arsenal so to speak and then there's how to use them when to use them like your your mental iq and it's a combination of both those things and a lot of my background in professional wrestling i think is helping me prepare because if you think about it, there's a ton of similarities and how to move movement patterns yeah. and when to do what you're going to do and why. And the why and when are different. But physical IQ, I think, is a quality that's standard. Fight IQ and, and wrestling IQ are, are different. I'm just glossing over a lot of these terms that I'm... I I, I use personally that people might not be familiar with, but um, I'm uh, I'm really excited about it because it's the first time I've boxed. Yeah, I didn't think about it. like I mean you have the comfort level of at least being inside of a ring in front of a large group of people watching you like that 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 I would imagine could bring somebody to almost freeze if they've never done that part. So at least that part is, is familiar for you. But still, then there's the, the element of, oh, this guy's trying to knock me out, which I can't imagine is a, a, a fun feeling to have when you do step in the ring with somebody and you're across from them. You know what's crazy is I thought that at first, but um, it's also freeing in a way. Like, if, uh, if Harley wasn't going to try to knock me out, or metaphorically going to try to kill me, right, right. <laughs> then it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel very good to know that I'm going to try to knock him out or kill this guy. But basically that's what we're doing. Right. And if, if he isn't going to try to knock me out and that kind of sucks, it's almost disrespectful because I'm, I'm going in there gun blazing. I'm planning and I've been training to punch him until he can't stand up anymore. <laughs> and that's what he's doing to me. And when the fight's over, um, I'm planning on being friends with the guy. Yeah. And it's it's almost like that's kind of what boxing is. In a way, like wrestling, in a sense, I mean, you, you, you spend that time and you're, you, you're obviously a little bit different, but a lot different, but like you, you create a bond and a trust with that person that you were in the ring with that will last a lifetime. And I got to imagine for the two of you, you'll forever have this moment in the ring together, uh, granted, in boxing as opposed to wrestling. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's way less collaborative. Yes. It's just that um, I'm, I'm sure he's thinking about me and I'm thinking about him when I'm punching a bag, I'm thinking about hitting a guy that's six foot six in the face, and having to punch up and having to figure out how to close distance and hit him in the chin with an uppercut. Um, but another similarity is footwork. A lot of people say boxing is all footwork. The boxing footwork and wrestling footwork are obviously very different. But for me, I almost call myself like a, <laughs> a movement nerd. 
Yeah. Um, the difference between Muay Thai footwork, boxing footwork, stunt footwork, amateur wrestling footwork, karate, taekwondo, Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Wushu footwork um, is something that I've studied and is very interesting to me. Um, that I feel like is also a, a, a huge head start. Ring awareness, where you are in the ring, how to cut off the ring. That's that's also something that I already know about. And um, that's not to say that I know anything really about boxing. <laughs> when I uh, when I started training, actually, I asked uh, Josh Barnett is training me, longtime friend. When I asked him to train me for this fight, he said right away, yeah, sure, John, I'll train you. But just so you know, boxing is your worst thing. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, we're starting on that point. No, that's like, good. <laughs> I was like, I know, John. I know it's my worst thing because I've never boxed. I've, I've done all these other things. I've never, I've never boxed before. Right. That's why I want you to change. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But also, it kind of makes it fun, you know, because it's a, it's a new skill, and I've got like a whole bunch of energy and, and passion to like learn new skills and like get use that now. Oh, I hear it. I can hear it in your voice, man. I'm excited to see it again. That's happening on April 15th. And then I know you got to do other interviews. So I don't want to keep you, but MLW, uh, check out MLW underground Tuesday night, 7 PM here on the West coast on reels. Uh, and you can check out the new stuff that MLW is doing. And if you haven't seen your wrestling fan, I highly recommend it. Always great matches are being put out by MLW and, uh, John Hennigan, uh, best of luck again on the 15th. And I, I look forward to the day that we see you back in Washington all for defy man. And, uh, have a great day. Great talking to you and seeing here. All right, that's John Hennigan, John Morrison. You might remember him from the WWE days. John's just an awesome dude. And I, I always love seeing him at Defy Wrestling, so I am looking forward to seeing him back in that ring. I hope that happens sometime in the very near future. And thank you, as always, for listening to The Megacast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Megacast.